Welcome back to the Have Not Room. I'm Ben, and joined here as always by Chad and Brian, and we are here to talk about week three of Big Brother 23. Uh, but, you know, before we get into week three, uh, as we usually do, let's take a very, you know, short detour into week two, uh, where we saw the departure of, uh, of Frenchie, uh, Brandon French is his, uh, is his real name, uh, and, uh, we talk a little bit about the Wednesday and Thursday episodes, just, you know, to get that out of the way. We talked about most of the important stuff last week, but, you know. Chad, what were your thoughts on the Wednesday episode and the uh, and the, the comp, the sunscreen SPF 50 comp or whatever? Yeah, I remember, I forget, I think Hannah played in it, right? I, I remember one of them, I think it was Hannah, had a really good strategy. And, like, what I thought I would do if I was there and, like, watching the pattern and picking out the one that spurts the most and just, like, hanging under that one and just, like, going back and forth with it. So I think it was Hannah. Correct me if I'm wrong. But, um, I mean, obviously she didn't win it. But um, I don't know. Someone had a really good strategy. And yeah. I thought overall, that comp was it was interesting. I feel like this season they're bringing out, like, a lot of different comps and different styles at least that we haven't seen recently. So I, I thought it was a cool comp. Yeah, uh, definitely a, a unique comp. I think I, you said that, like, the, the comps this season have been uh, definitely, you know, different than the usual ones that uh, we've seen. Like, we did see uh, the HOH kind of a more standard uh, booth-style right. true or false comp. But mm -hmm. uh, otherwise, the, like, more physical kind of comps definitely seem more kind of like crap shooty or like kind of weird skill variant rather than like some kind of pure endurance or pure physical strength. Uh, what are your thoughts on the on the Wednesday and Thursday episodes and cops, Brian? Because there's not much to talk about beyond that for last week. Yeah, no, I thought it was funny. Like nobody just took a second to chill and just be like, "All right, what is the pattern?" Before mm -hmm. before running yeah. left and right and slipping, like you would think. The first thing you do is like, let me watch a cycle, yeah, see what yeah, happens, yeah, right. and then. Uh, but no, no one did that. Everyone too amped up to play, so can't really blame them. I guess I'm sure the adrenaline's going sure. pretty hard. Uh, good for Derek winning his second veto. Mm -hmm. Comp beast. Two for two. Uh, two for two. Now an ace up uh, people's sleeves. So good for mm -hmm. him. And yeah, uh, that is something. Uh... That I think was covered on the Wednesday episode. Uh, was it the Wednesday episode or wasn't it not until Sunday that they covered the Royal Flush? I think it was the Wednesday episode, right? Um, I, I know they went into depth on the Sunday okay. episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sunday. Okay. Well, we'll get into that then after. Uh, that, that line said ha uh, had form the previous week, but it didn't really become necessary to talk about it until uh, this right. week. Um, but yeah, after that, we see uh, Brittany... Give her rap speech. Uh, yeah, we definitely, did. Definitely. Less uh, cringe than I was expecting uh, for about, like, two minutes or, or for however long it was between her being like, I'm going to do this on the episode to her actually doing it. I was just, like, sitting there, like, holding my stomach. Like, I'm so yeah. ready for this to be so uncomfortable. And you know what? Better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I mean, it was... Uh, it was definitely. I, I would definitely hope that she uh, doesn't do it again. We'll see if she does. <laughs> but it it could have been it could have been worse for sure. 
Oh yeah, the rate we're going is just gonna be week after week of raps on the block. Gonna be great. Yeah, just, just that'll, be, that'll be her album name on the block. It just, it just <laughs> every song is a different week. It'll be her yeah. baby comics. <laughs> yeah, week two, week three, week four. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. It's it's fine. I mean, I think the it was more uh it was more in, annoying for me throughout the week to have to watch her practice it. Uh, and like constantly talk about uh, the plan because it was such a, uh, a, a you know preconceived uh, situation that French was gonna be going home. So she was just uh, instead of spending all week campaigning, she was spending all week practicing her rap. Um, but yeah, and then we see uh, you know, Frenchie uh, leave the house as as Julie said like three or four times. A very a very classy exit. Um, yeah, yeah. What's there to say about Frenchie? What's, what are you, what's your what's your final thoughts here on Frenchie as a Big Brother player and character, Chad? <laughs> I think he thinks he's a lot better than he is. Yeah. <laughs> like, like the way he was talking, he's like, "I want other Big Brother players in the future to look at my game and like emulate it." I'm like, "Why would they?" Like, okay. <laughs> it was you overplayed. You made way too many promises. I mean, maybe like. Your only final two with uh, Derek F was probably the only real one that he actually stayed loyal to. And just, I don't know. He's a good guy, I'm sure. I didn't watch the feeds enough, but he's presented as a really genuine person. But in terms of big brother player, I think he should just stick with being a super fan. Um, no offense, but like, That's good I don't advice, know. honestly, for a lot of big brother super fans. <laughs> Yeah. I feel like that's like a thing with super fans is like a lot can either come in and play great or a lot can come in and want to do all these amazing moves that they've seen their, you know, their favorites do. And then they just can't do it because it's, it's hard. It's different in the house than it is, you know, just watching. But, mm -hmm. but yeah, yeah, I think, I think that's the case of Frenchie overplayed, but good guy overall. Yeah. You got any thoughts, Brian? Um, I mean, what more is there to say than what we said last week? Um, I think they did him a great service by not including any of his, uh, like, savior complex rants on the edit yeah. of the show. Um, I thought that was very uncomfortable to watch uh, on the feeds and in clips circulating Twitter. Um, yeah, he just wasn't very good. I also saw a funny thing where he was like you know i hope i get a second shot at this game i would have been so good if there weren't a bunch of meatheads in the house yeah. and then the feet just cut super abruptly <laughs> yeah it's like no for, no you're not gonna get a second chance yeah this game that was what this i was gonna bring up is uh you, you don't think that uh the only reason he lost was because they put a bunch of meatheads in the cast with them that's what he thinks <sighs> i mean god bless him <laughs> yeah what's that southern like bless his heart yeah bless his heart yeah <laughs> yeah he just no, he's no good. Um, I'm kind of glad he's gone, so we can move on to to more interesting things for the season. Yeah, yeah, I think that that's kind of what the season has been so far. Is like we're kind of finding the pieces that can be removed mm -hmm. while still like having this very interesting dynamic. It's kind of like broiling up to the surface. It's like kind of cold war building up. Uh, so yeah, definitely uh, probably a necessary. Uh, you know, a necessary casualty to, to that. 
And uh, yeah, I think that you know, but he he it was more entertaining than most second boots in terms of like sure. bringing content. Yeah, so yeah, I'd say you know probably you know him and him and Devin are up there. Uh, uh, was Devin a second boot or third? Boot? Devin was a second boot, right? I, I, thought, I thought he was third. I feel like he was around a little longer. Because he was the second know. HOH, right? I thought the Def, uh, Derek won the second HOH, and then that was the week he took out Devin. Uh, but I could be wrong. Uh, it definitely felt like Devin was yeah. around longer for than longer than uh, two. Yeah. So, did, so did Frenchie, to be fair. It felt like he was around for a month. Yeah, I think it was Joey, pa- oh. Piola, whatever her name was, Paula, uh, Pow Pow, uh, I think she went by, and then Devin. Okay. Yeah, um, that sounds right. Regardless, um, gone, and we move on to week three. We have our Tom Green, uh, somewhat hosted, I guess, not really hosted, but like involved competition, where he just has these awkward interviews on the streets of Ottawa. Mm-hmm. Um, where people who some of them might have been familiar with the concept of Big Brother, uh, there is a Big Brother Canada that we do cover, so you know, they have yeah. their own version of the show, and the American version does air there. Um, yep. So you know, but uh, and we have true or false questions uh, about this, and at the very end we see uh, multiple people throwing in the final round after Whitney was eliminated, and uh, Xavier somewhat accidentally. Uh, winning this HOH. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was good. I liked it. Felt very, you know, Tom Green show from back in the day. This is what he would do: just run mm-hmm. around the streets of Canada, ask people questions, do pranks. Mm-hmm. You know, I like to think that he just never stopped. He may not be recording throughout the intervening years, but Tom Green is on the streets and he's going to ask you questions mm-hmm. about stuff and make references to Kato Kalin and showmances. <laughs> Yeah, definitely more uh, more airtime towards uh, discussion of Celebrity Big Brother uh, US 2 than I would expect from a, a season that seemingly caused CBS to, to cancel the celebrity version of the show. Which is so silly because it was a good season. It was, it was definitely a wild and entertaining season uh, mm. from the standpoint of like, you know... Uh, must watch TV. Uh, definitely not a like uh, a fun and happy season, no. <laughs> so I mean, this um, means that we're getting Celebrity Big Brother three, right? One can only hope. Mm-hmm. One can only hope. Um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> Chad, do you have any thoughts on the HOH or like some of the strategy? We definitely are aware, one hundred percent, and this was confirmed even in the edit on Sunday that Derek X and Hannah both threw the competition. Uh, the round after Whitney was eliminated because everybody in the house had an understanding that either Brent or Whitney were going to be the target coming into this week, probably Brent. So uh, because Derek X and Hannah are on the Aces team with Brent and Whitney, they have to not win HOH, otherwise Brent would be safe. So what are your thoughts on the, the competition and uh, and this kind of like collective throwing at the end that left Xavier with the win because he didn't know which one was the correct answer, so he guessed yeah, I think um, now knowing that like Brent was the target from the get go, I think they executed that very well. And like, I mean, the question that everyone threw on was like a really easy answer. The rest of it, like, kind of like, oh god, who knows what color the third girl was, like her dress was? 
But like that answer was like, oh, this is super easy. So I think it's like a really good like strategy going in for that team. And it's something like I brought up very early when I was talking about how the teams, you know, how you could like strategize or like, oh, you want someone on your team out, just throw the comp. And then, you know, whoever's HOH, you just be like, hey, bolt this guy out. And then they did it in veto too. And I think the veto, I mean, we'll talk about, they did that pretty well. Although it was pretty obvious, even to someone like Brittany. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I think it was perfect strategy for the week. It should be an easy week, but obviously not with emotions. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean for sure. I we, we kind of went into this in terms of like uh like what the team twist is really bringing to this uh this season uh where it's like there's a lot of relationships that are built heavily around the structure of the teams and the teams are relatively loyal to each other uh compared to what you might expect just from like basically randomly created teams. Mm. Um, but then you also have these situations where people are strategically kind of throwing things to target people on their own team. Mm. Um, and yeah, we have our new HOH here and uh, Xavier. Um, and uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's my winner pick. You know, I'm, <laughs> uh, I'm uh, you know, happy. He's, uh, he's kind of coming out from the, the shadows here a little bit. He had a very quiet first two weeks, and now he's kind of... You know, getting his hands dirty, dirty a little bit. Um, and uh, the Kings team is safe. Sarah Beth, uh, Christian, and Alyssa are all safe. Um, and so now we head into what the plan is for this week, uh, where we have our newest majority alliance that's formed from the ashes of the slaughterhouse, uh, the Royal Flush Alliance, which is... The three queens that are left, the four kings, and Derek X, who's their ace up their sleeve. Uh, Brian, what are your thoughts on this uh, kind of grouping that's uh, come together here? Um, I mean, it's good for everyone involved. I don't love giant alliances, uh, so I was kind of hoping that with the Slaughterhouse dying, we weren't going to immediately form into a new one. Makes me a little nervous. Uh, you know, like, like the bomb squad getting you know, destroyed and then coming back is, what was it, the detonators or whatever? Yeah. A lot of BB-16 talk tonight. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, I didn't, I don't necessarily want that. So, I mean, it's good for all the players involved. Um, but I'm a little surprised Hannah's not a part of it or a bigger part of it. Maybe she is more in real life than they're projecting in it. But, uh, yeah, no, <laughs> no, she's not. No. <laughs> we'll talk about Hannah. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, a little nervous in the sense that it's like, oh, God, are we just going to get an, another giant alliance going? But we'll see what happens. Yeah, I, I, I'm a little bit more cautiously optimistic about that not being the case, mm -hmm. uh, especially with some of the plans in the next couple of weeks that we'll get to uh, after we get through uh, the Brent saga here. Um, because the, the thing about... This season and these players, as opposed to something like the Bomb Squad, the Detonators, and BB-16, mm. is that the majority of the players in the season are very, very self-interested and like very, very willing to do like whatever is in like their clear best self-interest at any point in time. And uh, for some people in this alliance, that's going to be you know setting up for the alliance to to crumble 
in, you know, uh, as soon as next week. So, that's um, what I like to hear. Let's so, go. yeah, that's, um, that's like the good thing about casting people who are like game players who are going to like play hard and play selfishly is that they're not going to settle for a position where they're like coasting to like a seventh or eighth place. Um, so, uh, yeah, this, this is our new uh, core structure. Um, we also have two alliances that are basically fake, but are important for the blind side on Brent this week uh, that weren't shown in the show. Uh, the Radicals, which is the four aces plus the four kings, uh, and the Mafia, which is the four aces plus the three queens. And uh, in Brent's mind, the Mafia is real, and in Whitney's mind as well, to an extent, the Mafia is real, but without Brent. Um, <laughs> and, and the Radicals is the fake alliance. Mm -hmm. In both of the minds of the kings and the queens, these are alliances that they've already told each other about, that they're just using to pacify the aces and try to turn them against the jokers basically that's the idea um and then the jokers are just there no one wants yeah. to be in alliance with them i mean okay here's the thing about the jokers right and we'll we'll get to like kind of the plans moving forward but there are a, after brent leaves there will be five people left in the game who have yet to win a competition and three of those five people are the three jokers. So it, when you're not winning competitions, you're not really demonstrating value to people in terms of allies. That's just kind of the, the thing. And we also have Brittany here, who Xavier is going to end up putting up again for the second week in a row as somebody who may end up being a pawn for the foreseeable future. Um, so these, this, this just, it, it all, on top of that, the jokers don't really socialize very heavily. Uh, Aza, especially, and then Bigdy to a lesser extent, uh, tend to keep to themselves in that back room alone. Uh, they're seen as emotionally volatile for a number of reasons, and not, you know, rational game players in many senses. Bigdy has done a little bit this past week to change that, but uh, yeah, it's, it's still... Yeah, the Jokers are not seen as people that are uh, good long-term allies. For a number of reasons. Um, yeah. Winner pick, man. I don't know. I did say he Big D is the best positioned of the three jokers, I would say right now. But it's kinda like great. it's like kinda it's kinda <laughs> uh, <laughs> the healthiest person in the hospital, right? Here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um oh, man. Yeah. So we have Xavier. He's going to uh, come up with kind of a wild plan here. Uh, to target Brent, but mm -hmm. because there is this radical situation and then also this, like, remnants of the slaughterhouse that is not a thing, but for people like Brent and then, like, people like, even like Whitney and Big D is being used as a pacifier, basically. Um, he's going to tell Brent, uh, I'm going to target somebody that you want me to target. That's Brittany, basically. Because Brent has been pushing for Aza and Brittany to be targeted. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm going to use you as a pawn. What are your thoughts on this plan, uh, Chad? I think knowing his goal, it's... I mean, Brent was very verbally against it. And he's kind of aware, like, hey, if I'm on the block, I know I'm a threat. I'm going to go home. 
Mm-hmm. I think he's so oblivious to the fact that he's the target that it's unbelievable even to this point. Mm-hmm. It's like so I mean in I guess it's a decent plan knowing Xavier's goal is to keep him calm to some degree. Just be like, hey, you're a pawn. But it's also like obviously that's the, like what you would do to your target. Um I yep. think maybe if he like backdoored it might be better, but that's also taking a chance. I think I don't know the veto result or if they've even played it yet. But yeah, the veto's been played and and the veto ceremony has happened. Yes, we'll talk about that. Okay, but I mean, if Brent is still sitting on the block post veto, he's he's gone for sure. But I don't know. I think a backdoor could have been a better option. But I mean, it's not a bad plan. I mean, you could have a target on the block. Um, I think putting Brittany up is. Probably the good play, easy pawn. Uh, I mean, she obviously pissed Aza off to no end. And, I mean, we got plenty to say about Aza, like, begging to go up, basically. All, yeah. So Brittany doesn't cry for a week. But, like, if Brittany knows the goal, then who cares? Like, <laughs> like Brent would go 10 times out of 10 over Brittany. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I we will talk about Aza and Brittany and all that, but uh brian what are your what are your thoughts here because well let's just set the stage here uh we're gonna get to the, like the wild card and the sunday episode stuff and oz and brendan and all that but just for the to put everything on the table the veto has been played uh it was uh, a bowl arena style veto christian won the veto and did not use it and from brent's perspective he is now basically his view of the situation is the Kings have betrayed him, and the Kings are actually targeting him. So people like Xavier and Christian are feeding him BS, and this whole pawn thing was a setup, basically. However, Brent thinks that he still has the Queens and the Mafia, and he will still have the votes because six votes is all he needs. So between the three Queens and his three teammates, he still thinks he's going to win a six to five vote, I believe. Uh, potentially even uh, seven to four, um, because he thinks that he might even get Alyssa. <laughs> um, so Brent thinks that the Kings turned on the Radicals Alliance and are targeting him, but he has outsmarted them by also having a secondary Mafia alliance with the Queens. Obviously, none of this is true, and he's going to be voted out uh, unanimously on Thursday. Uh, but that's that's where we're at. So with that in mind, Brian, what do you think about Xavier's plans, and how do you what do you think about how it's played out so far? Well, I mean, he he's going to get the target he wants out of the house. So yeah. it's been a successful uh, play. I think it's funny that he was like, "Oh, I need to make him feel like he's a pawn," and then there's like the scene of him being like, right, "I need you to be pawn." He's like, "No, thank you." It's like, yeah, but uh, <laughs> I really need you to be. It's like, no, definitely not. And then he just nominates him anyways. Yeah. That was, that was pretty pretty great. Uh, he should have probably realized the writing was on the wall at that point when your supposed ally, you know, asks you to be a pawn and you're like, I'm not comfortable with it. And they're like, well, mm-hmm. it's fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I just – they really made it clear um, – on the episode on Sunday that Brent has zero awareness of where he stands relative to the other house guests. Mm -hmm. He 
very much thinks like he's a cool, charming, you know, Cody 2.0 type character. Like everyone likes him, whatever. And that could not be further from the truth. I mean, you even have a scene of Whitney being like, he's annoying. Like, <laughs> I can't really stand him. Uh, Hannah is pretty cr- just straight up creeped out by him. Um, he said some pretty unfortunate stuff that made it into the episode. Like, men and women can't be friends without, like, there being something more there. Um and he also said that there's a lot of literature about that he could go read, so yeah. that's good. Um, and yeah, he just has no idea what his standing is at all, and uh, it should make for a fun Thursday um, vote. If anything, they should just try to make it six to five um, for in the opposite direction, the opposite yeah. direction <laughs> so that Julie could be like in a vote of six to five, Brittany, you are safe. Brittany, Brittany you've been evicted. Oh, like, that would God. be just the icing on the cake. Oh. I doubt they'll do that. It'll probably just be a straightforward vote. They wouldn't want to risk it. They don't want to get too cute. Um, but, uh, yeah, oh, just, a just a tragedy of a player. Brent is, yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, cause we talked about this a little bit, uh, like uh, over text and stuff. But uh, the uh, the edit before Sunday night had been very, very yep. kind to Brent, like extraordinarily kind. Because this is not new information or new uh, like opinions. Like this is stuff that's been brewing since week one. <laughs> and um, they tried to make it seem like him and Hannah were like on the verge of a showmance. Yeah. And then, like, yeah. it's Mash cut to Hannah being like, I hate him so much. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, yeah, it is. I mean, it's very odd. Yeah, and as someone who's, like, not, I don't watch the feeds nearly as much as Benny here, but, like, I was, I even said in the text, I'm like, Brent was kind of growing on me. Like, I was starting to, like, be like, okay, like, maybe he could be someone, like, cool in the house. But then, like, after Sunday, I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, get this guy out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of reminds me of like the early days of Survivor when they kept trying to cast people who were kind of like Kobe, and none of them were anything yeah. like him. Like you got like the Silas Gaithers of the world, who just mm-hmm. like evil Kobe, um, and it just never really worked out. And I guess they do like that more like recently with like the Malcolm Joe Anglum mm-hmm. archetype. Like they just keep trying to re claim the magic and they were like all right good looking italian dude from jersey people will love him he'll be cody too and he, he is not and then they'll win the circle <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah we can't yeah, be promoting I... our rivals uh chad <laughs> i mean look you know joey sasso is actually charming and funny mm. and entertaining um but yeah i mean um, yeah, it was odd, uh, and there's something that I noticed and pointed out, uh, during, like, the conversations that, you know, they showed on the episodes of Brent talking to Derek X, where, on the feeds, it was, like, ten times more condescending and, like, douchey, and they, like, basically edited it to make it look like Brent was, like, just giving, like, sage advice to Derek for his best interests or whatever, uh, and then, like, yeah, the showman stuff and, like, the flirting... Uh, was definitely shown a very, uh, you know, 
one-sided way or a very uh <laughs> like rose-colored glasses kind of way mm. a lot of the things that he had been saying in the house that were you know a little bit you know douchey and misogynistic had definitely not <laughs> shown up until it was clear that he was <laughs> basically on his way out the door um so yeah very weird way that they've decided to edit brent uh but you know it, it, not that big of a deal because you know uh the sunday episode definitely did a number on him and i assume the wednesday and thursday as well will uh, continue that trend i would imagine <laughs> and make him look like a real fucking idiot walking out the door thinking that he's staying um head was in the clouds. So you go, yep. <laughs> said his head is definitely in the clouds the another flight attendant pun yep. that we've heard a thousand times yep <laughs> yeah, we talked about Frenchie probably staying off uh, social media in his best interest. I think he's another one who should probably stay off. I, I think over ninety percent of Big Brother players leaving the house should stay off of social media. Uh, That's fair. It's it's usually not going to be a positive experience in the whole. Even if you have, even if the majority of the fan base does like you, they're still going to be you know vocal psychos who are going to harass you. So. Yeah, I, I'll just say this, and, like, probably everyone who, like, heavily participates in Big Brother Twitter, probably and maybe especially including myself, are all fucking unhinged. Just yeah. the stuff I see on a daily basis is just so out of pocket by people. Yeah. It's funny. I mean, that's why, that's why Big Brother Twitter loves, like, Tiffany and Hannah, though. It's because mm -hmm. they also, like, Hannah especially is extremely blunt and like we'll say like very you know mean things straight to people's faces mm -hmm. in just a very blunt matter of fact way uh with like awesome. zero fucks given so uh, Hannah, you better not come back for another season and be in control though because they will flip on your ass for that <laughs> well i mean tiffany's in control right now and she's still well liked so. that's true that's true um, I think is a little like funnier. You know what I mean? Mm. Like the stuff she says, the edge is taken off because she's yeah. pretty funny. You know what right. I mean? Mm. Yeah, I think the you know a lot of a lot of it comes down to like uh, if you're seen as somebody that's likable or like an underdog or a fan favorite, and you're mm. saying the mean things that are somewhat funny about the people that are you know worse than you, like mm. then Twitter will like that. Like. Yeah. Hannah saying like snarky and mean things about Brent is funny because Hannah is an underdog and is likable and Brent is extremely unlikable. Mm. So it works. Yeah. I can't, right. I won't I don't imagine it'll be the same reception if you were saying about like Kyland. It seems like a really like oh, yeah. just like a sweet, nice dude. If yeah. people were saying mean shit about him, I think people would not think right. that's cool. You know? Yeah. yeah. Alright, let's quickly go over the rest of the Sunday episode and then we'll get into the future because there's a lot of stuff going on for the future because this week this week has been over for days, basically. <laughs> like, as soon as Christian won the veto... Christian the, one, yeah. the second Christian won the veto, the week was over. And they all started planning for the next week or two. So, uh, we see on the episode, we have the wildcard competition. Um, we see Brittany, Tiffany, and Derek X compete. And Derek X and Tiffany agree beforehand that Tiffany should be the winner of this competition because they don't want Derek X to be put into a position where he might accidentally have Brent be saved, and they don't want Brittany to win safety because 
X is essentially thinking of using her as a pawn, which he ultimately does. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a competition that, funnily enough, you can team up on somebody. And uh, Tiffany and Derek X openly team up against Brittany. Uh, Brittany gets knocked out first, and then Derek X essentially lets Tiffany win. Uh, Chad, what are, you, what are your thoughts on this strategy and the fallout that happened here? Because uh, obviously we've seen a lot of emotional responses from Brittany in terms of her being used as a pawn now two weeks in a row and now kind of being teamed up on by somebody. Let's be clear, the Kingslayers in Brittany's mind is still a real thing. Uh, the Kingslayers being the Brittany, Aza, Claire, Tiffany, All Girls Alliance that's kind of fallen by the wayside. Uh, so that that is playing into the reason why people like Aza and Brittany are seeing this as such a you know, uh, such a, uh, a slight by Tiffany here. But well, what are your thoughts on the, how this whole situation played out, Chad? Yeah, I mean, it's the perfect comp for them to get what they want out of it. Um, I think it was smart to just gun for Brittany, get her out. Um, I mean, they made it incredibly obvious to the point where Brittany was realizing it during the comp. Um, it did really annoy me that Brittany couldn't do very simple math um, and just had to replace but, literally okay. any number. I mean, under pressure, she's getting ganged up on. I'll give oh, her a bit of a pass, on, but like, it's like, bad. It's Lord. bad. There's no. To be fair, all three of them during the competition had instances where they did it wrong. Obviously, Derek X is trying to throw it, so it, it makes sense for him to be doing the math yeah. wrong. But there, there were multiple instances where all three of them messed up on the math, and it, it's basic first grade arithmetic. So there, there's right. very little excuse. I, I get how I yeah. get how you could, and I yeah. mean. Who knows? All three of us probably would too. But um, <laughs> exactly. But still, I'm like, that's bad. When you like really know, like, oh, my game's on the line, and in Brittany's eyes, she's going up for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, and like with possibility of going home, it's just like you can't count like to thirteen. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I think they executed the comp pretty well. Uh, the fallout of it, especially with Aza, was interesting and maybe lose a little faith in aza but i also get it from being like a person like if you're there the house is like 100 percent like brent's going home i get why aza would say well just put me up then if i know i'm safe i think it's kind of dumb of anyone to want to go on the block i mean this is like maybe the one scenario where it's like okay i get it and it wouldn't like probably nine times out of ten be fine with that Mm. Um, unless the house flips for whatever reason, which has happened. Um, sure, yeah. But, I mean, I get wanting to keep Brittany calm. Um, but, I mean, she's just so pushed down to the bottom of this house that, you know, even her being upset, like any retaliation she does, it's not going to amount to anything unless she can win a comp. And I don't know. I think it's a it's a long road for Brittany especially now socially and you know comp wise but one comp and she's back in it so well, one I mean, hoh yeah i mean that, that would be the case i mean she said every single comp this comp is hers though and it's uh <laughs> been uh not great oh, yeah. so far not great I, I don't have much <laughs> i don't have much yeah. faith in the karate kid but um what can you do <laughs> yeah as far yeah, as like... Aza goes <laughs> Yeah, as far as Aza goes, um, it's very rare that you see somebody on Big Brother who I would say is like is like too kind for Big Brother. Mm -hmm. 
But in my opinion, I think Aza is too kind to her big brother. Uh, and usually the reason it's not an issue is because uh, usually if you're very kind, that translates to you having a good social game, people liking you, and just like that naturally landing you in a good position within the house structure, even if you're not like cutthroat enough to make the moves when they have to be made. But Aza is both like too kind to the point where she's volunteering for like uh, like a second tier ally of hers to not go on the block again. Um, and on top of that, she's not in a great social positioning. So I, I just, uh, I have, Aza is, uh, has dropped a lot in terms of my personal uh, expectations of her for this game. Uh, what are your thoughts on all this, Brian? Yeah, I mean, I get it. Uh, I get her being like, you know, Brittany was just on the block. Like, it's not, there's no, there's no such thing as fair and big brother. We always say that, but like, mm -hmm. we don't need to put her through that again, you know, um, spread the wealth around. It doesn't make any sense for Xavier to spread it around. Like mm -hmm. it doesn't help him at all to, you know, you just got to keep putting the person who's become the pawn on the block. That's just how it works. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, like you said, it, it probably doesn't bode well for her long-term uh, game. Unless maybe next week Brittany gets put up again and she just, like, it's like, fuck this. I'm gonna, yeah. like, you know, just go crazy and, like, start flipping the house around or something, you know? Like, but I also don't see that side of her from everything we've seen so far. Yeah. So. No, yeah, I mean, we'll see. Uh, I think the, the main issue here is just that they're, Brittany and Azza are making emotional pleas to players who are, like, very single-mindedly, like, strategically focused and strategically thinking, and that's just never going to work, right? You can't, you can't make somebody do something that's against their best strategic influence uh, with an emotional plea unless they're also a very emotional player, which uh, Xavier is not and Christian is not with the veto. So, yeah, it's just uh, they have to really adjust their their gameplay here if they want to get anywhere. Um, but, yeah, I think that's the, that's pretty much it for this week. Uh, like we said, uh, Brent is going, uh, and that's not going to change. There's no, there is no effort at all right now for that to change. It was, like, briefly brought up as an idea by Tiffany, but uh, it was, like, kind of as a... Uh, uh, just, like, as, like, running every single scenario sort of thing, and it got no traction at all. Um, so, uh, yeah, why would you? Yeah, Brent, Brent has a chance at winning comps at least, so why yeah. would you even bother? Yeah, so in lieu of that, this week has been a lot of setup for the rest of the game, and in particular, the next week and week or two. Uh, so we saw uh, a few more alliances formed, we saw the connect, which is the final two that Kyland and Tiffany have formed with the mutual understanding that they each have that each other is the best person, the best player in the house besides themselves. Because right now, Kylan and Tiffany are <laughs> definitely the best two players right now. It's not even close. It's like, it's Kylan and Tiffany are like one and two in some order, and that's a huge, huge gap before the next uh, player comes into effect, in my opinion. Right. So they, they've realized that, and they're working to, towards mutual benefit for now. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we have the uh, Detectives Alliance, which is Kylan and Tiffany, plus Claire and Derek X, which is half of the Royal Flush Alliance that does not include the Kings. 
Uh, and they've talked about multiple options for a fifth for this. They've talked about X, they've talked about SB, and they've talked about HANA as potential fifths for this alliance. But none of that has really uh, matriculated yet. Mm. Um, and that's pretty much it in terms of like important alliances. Uh, there are other relationships that have started to form. Uh, but that's like kind of the power core of the game right now. And then also on top of that, a lot of what is going to be discussed in the coming weeks is around uh, the cookout, right? Because mm -hmm. uh, I mentioned that like Aza is like floundering in the game, but she does have the out right now that one, she is not seen as a, a target or like a threat in the near future. And two, she has the cookout who is still somewhat uh, defending her, at least in the short term. Mm -hmm. uh, and we had a conversation that happened today where Kylan and Tiffany talked about how far they want to take the cookout and how far they realistically can take the cookout. And they basically came to the conclusion that they just want to get the cookout to jury. And at that point, that's all they can really accomplish realistically because of the way that everybody else is playing. Mm -hmm. uh, because Big D is very playing very selfishly. Aza is playing very emotionally. Mm -hmm. uh, Hannah is not really br being brought in any of the uh, conversations that are happening and is being seen as a target. So that's kind of where we stand right now, where the main goal right now is Kylan and Tiffany are working to get their people to jury and trying to figure out who the next two boots should be in some order. With that being said... Uh, one of those boots is likely to be Whitney, whether it be next week or the week after. Mm -hmm. uh, it seems like, though, the queens in, in total, Kylan and Tiffany, and then also Claire came in this conversation, do not want Whitney to go next week. And the reason for that is they want a shot to be taken at Christian and Melissa, who, as we've seen in the show, have become like a legitimate showmance now. Mm -hmm. They're like actually a real showmance. They're a real couple... They're making out Everybody on the said Frenchie was crazy. <laughs> Week one. The one thing that is the apologies on right. Twitter <laughs> coming his way. Mm -hmm. I mean, All when you people throw a, who got mad. Yeah. When you <laughs> throw a hundred darts at a dartboard, mm -hmm. one's going to hit, right? Yes, yeah, broken clock sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. That's Frenchie. <clears throat> so, this is the plan, basically, from Kyle and Tiffany, who are essentially, as I said, they're basically running the game right now, the two of them. Um, they are trying to create a situation where one of the three Jokers or somebody like Whitney or Hannah are able to win this uh, upcoming HOH and take a shot at the Kings, specifically Christian and Melissa. Mm. And then the following week, uh, one of the Kings who are left over uh, maybe if Christian were to survive and Alyssa were to be taken out, somebody like Christian would win and then take a shot back at somebody like Whitney or Brittany. That's the ideal scenario right now for Kyland and, uh, and Tiffany. And this uh, definitely diverges from the previous plan that had been set out by the Royal Flush as a whole, which was for Whitney to be the consensus target going into next week. Um, this has kind of been sent to, into effect by Kyland uh, talking to Xavier. This ended up accidentally leaking to Christian, so Christian now doesn't trust Kyland anymore that he and the Queens do not want to win the HOH because they would feel compelled to take a shot at the Kings. And 
So they are going to throw the HOH. Uh, and then also on top of this, we have uh, Tiffany working very hard on people like Brittany, on people like Whitney, on people like Aza to make sure in Big D also to an extent to make sure that all of them are pointed firmly at Christian and Melissa and that at least one of them, if not the pair of them, uh, hits the block next week, if possible. So that's the short-term goal. What are you, <laughs> any thoughts before we dig deeper? I, if they can pull this off, uh, that would be amazing. That'd be like Littlefinger-esque if, you know, completely walk away like, oh man, I had nothing to do with it while actually pulling all the strings. That would that would be amazing. I doubt they'll be able to pull it off just because it has to like rely on a lot of things to go right in very specific ways. Um, for instance, just like Christian winning HOH next week would, you know, kind of torpedo this. I mean, they probably would just have him target Whitney, and then Whitney would go, but then. How do you target the showman's without getting any blood on your hands? If they can pull it off, though, honestly, that would be one of those things that are in, like, you know, YouTubers' top BB moves ever type situations. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. I mean, the fact that they have, this, like, that plan says a lot. I think that alone puts them leaks above this house. Um, but no, I mean, with Kyle as my pick, that's sounds amazing (laughs) hell yeah (laughs) like oh yeah (laughs) i think it's pretty achievable i mean the team's twist kind of makes it difficult but not impossible um and the wild card especially is literally a wild card um Mm. in this whole thing so i mean if things go right i think it's totally achievable um getting the cookout specifically to jury i think is kind of the most important factor of it because i feel like the cookout just being you know based on the reason they're all together to begin with i think you know they would all probably vote for one of them to win regardless um unless as like a real betrayal but i don't know i think if five of the six members of the cookout are in the jury and one of them if not two are final two i think whoever that is wins like, yeah. hands down. But yeah. I hope I, it's Kyle. I think that's the logic here from Kyle and, and Tiffany. They're, like, trying to basically maximize the value of the cookout while being realistic about the fact that some of the players in the cookout are not really working towards their ends in, like, a, a really <laughs> right. uh, helpful way. And so they're like, okay, if we can just get them to jury, if one of us, if one of the cookout is in the final two, then the other five are in the jury then that should be theoretically uh, a win, right? Uh, that's the, the idea. So, like, they're they're content at the very least with at least getting the six of them to jury. Um, you know, I mean, ironically, that, I think... Sorry to cut you off, but ironically, true. I think X is the only one that would maybe catch on and, like, rat him out, but I don't know. Mm. Maybe. I, I out of the Alliance, I think X is probably the other most self-interested one. It's probably Big D. Or Big D, but I mean... Um, but, yeah, yeah. Um, I just don't think Big D has the, the pieces in place to really... Oh, no, yeah. I mean, yeah. Big D would have to, one, win comps, and two, like, have serious uh, social yeah. goal, uh, in which neither of those seem to be the case at this point. So yeah, X is a little more realistic. But, yeah, I... I 
I, I think that this is a good kind of realization agreement that Kylie and Tiffany have come to because that is really the one thing that is holding them back as players is if they were insistent on trying to get the cookout to the final six or something like that, it would be like not work. And it would yeah. basically, uh, like, it, they would basically go down with that ship and it would mm -hmm. kind of uh, sink their games, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. But this is a realistic goal. And uh, I think they're, they've are they kind of measured this uh, in a way that makes sense. Um, but yeah, this is something, that's something you mentioned, though, Brian. What happens if Christian or Alyssa win this HOH, right? So, uh, theoretically, uh, you said Whitney should be the target, right? Whitney was the consensus target that the Royal Flush had come to. However, there's been a lot of talk recently about Hannah. Oh, boy. And, what did Hannah do? Uh, <laughs> well, uh, there's a number of reasons why Hannah is being looked at by the kings other than Xavier. Even Sarah Beth, to an extent, is looking at, uh, is looking towards Hannah as a potential target. Um, one, she is very, very smart and knowledgeable about Big Brother, and she mm. puts zero effort into hiding that. Uh, two, other than Derek X, she has very few people who she's close to. And with Derek X, they have been flirting somewhat openly, not to the extent that Alyssa and Christian have been, obviously. Um, but they've, they're kind of becoming somewhat of a known pair. And a lot of people are also very afraid of what Derek X can do in this game if he gets more power. Uh, and then uh, third, uh, Derek X has been trying to put in work with the Kings and the Queens uh, to protect Whitney and Hannah coming out of this week saying that he can get them to go after the Jokers, basically. Um, but that's not true, first of all. And um, the Kings and Queens don't buy that. The Queens don't care because they know that they're going after the Kings, and the Kings 100% do not buy it. Uh, I think the Christian list at this point are pretty well aware that Hannah and Whitney would go after them if given the opportunity. So with that in mind, the planned nominations for Christian, Alyssa, and even potentially SB at this point are Hannah and Whitney, with Hannah being the expected target of the HOH. However, <laughs> this now puts the cookout and the queens in a very, very precarious situation where the presumed HOH in this instance would be openly wanting Hannah to be the person eliminated, but people like Highland and Tiffany and the Jokers and Derek X and even Claire are going to want to save Hannah and get out Whitney instead. So that would be a very, very, very messy situation if that were to occur. No, please. Please. <laughs> I used to say that that would definitely be what happens but i'm so numb to like it i'm just like okay this is all very interesting and since yeah. it's very interesting it's not gonna happen because u.s big brother can't be interesting uh, anymore but uh hey we'll hope well that's the thing there is almost any circumstance next week is interesting right mm -hmm. if one of the queens accidentally wins hoh because they're all planning on throwing it all three of them that's really interesting because they're going to have to show their cards in some way, which is why they're all trying to throw it. Because they're basically aligned with everybody. Uh, if one of the three kings that I just mentioned wins, 
we're going to get this situation here where they're going to be trying to target Hannah, uh, but the rest of their supposedly majority alliance uh, through the influence of the cookout is going to actually be trying to protect Hannah and vote out Whitney instead. So that's going to create a schism in this alliance. Uh, if one of the uh, Jokers happens to somehow win, uh, they're going to likely target Christian and Alyssa, and the kings are going to expect some sort of level of protection from their Royal Flush Alliance, and uh, it's going to be very interesting to see if the queens stick their neck out anyway. They will not. Uh, and again, that could put a schism in this alliance, right? Uh, and then if somebody like Whitney or Hannah uh, win a similar situation, if any of those five win, we're likely to see Christian and Alyssa on the block. We're likely to see the Royal Flush Alliance kind of collapse a little bit. So actually, the majority of instances of next week result in this Royal Flush Alliance completely falling apart. So Which will be the third the third majority in a row. <laughs> One week after the other, they just completely fall apart. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Can't really predict it, right? Yeah, well I mean I, I mean I just I think that uh, I have a pretty good idea of what might happen uh, like on the surface, given most HOH outcomes, but I think that all, pretty much all of them are going to result in some kind of very interesting fallout, and the fallout that occurs is going to be very uh, messy and kind of unpredictable. So either way, I think we're getting an interesting week four, and you know, as I said, they're also already planning for week five because this is the reason why the Kylan and Tiffany want to protect Whitney this week. Mm. So, yeah, any thoughts? Twist, is the team twist going to be over after week four? Can we yes. know that? Week four is the last week of the team twist. That is confirmed. So, okay. week five, the HOH will be able to nominate anybody, and no more wildcard. Okay. All right. So, yeah, get through this week, and I think the Kylan and Tiff shows, they could run it. Yeah, I mean, they have to get through next week. Next week is going to be a big test for if they can maintain control of what's likely to be a very chaotic situation, no matter what. Um, But yeah, if so, I would definitely say that one of the two of them is is looking to be the the likely winner of the season. Mm. But this is very early still, and there's still a lot of game they've played. There's a lot of very good players in the season. Yeah, it's way too early to really say anything. Yeah. Yeah. Any final thoughts, Brian, Chad? Nope. Just, you wrap uh, it up. Yeah. I don't think Brent will be too missed by uh, the online audience from what I've seen, so they'll yeah. be quite happy with this this outcome. Yeah. It's going to be a fun, fun uh, Thursday night uh, eviction, fun blindside, probably. Uh, mm. and then next week will probably be even more fun chaos, so yeah, we're looking like... Uh, uh, full speed ahead for the season. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Good so uh, far. Yeah. Definitely one of the better seasons in recent memory so far. Um, so yeah. Uh, so where can we uh, where can we find you guys online here as we sign off? Yeah, Chad you can Perry. find me. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Chad Perry two five should be right here, and on Instagram at Chadley JP. You can find me on Twitter at the fake Mar. That's B M A R R. Um, yeah, I, I post mostly about Big Brother and sports and a joke every now and then. 
and uh, yeah. That's yeah, about it for oh, me. For sure. And you can find me on Twitter at Ben Sharon, B E N S H A R R O N, where I tweet about all kinds of stuff, including Big Brother Madness. Uh, you can follow the, uh, the main channel at Wicked Get Everything on YouTube, Twitch, uh, on Twitter at Daily Everything, on Facebook at Wicked Get Everything, on TikTok at Wicked Get Everything, on uh, any other platform I didn't mention, Instagram at Wicked Get Everything. Uh, you can uh, subscribe to this channel, Better Radio. We're closing in on 100 subscribers. If we get to 100, we can get a uh, custom URL and more easily promote our stuff. You can find the Have Not Room here on YouTube or on any of the major uh, podcasting networks in the audio version. And uh, with that, uh, we will sign off and we will see you next week for hopefully some very interesting stuff to talk about. See you next week, everybody. See you later.